Faces come and go and I'm forever grateful Come and tell me long and slow Exactly what I wait for Better times, yeah, better times Somehow I don't believe it I built a house up long ago Just to up and leave it Alright, the tunes bringing us in are very fitting on the highway trampled by turtles and we are on rooster road trip so we've been on the highway uh if if you uh, uh welcome to on the wing podcast and welcome to rooster road trip 14 the theme we're rolling with is hunting the heartland and uh andrew vavra vice president of marketing can give us a little bit of a download on what that means in his mind and we'll just start right there rooster road trip for folks coming in to on the wing podcast and i can hardly contain my we had a good day we had a great (laughs) day we had a really good day right especially considering Uh, what it could have been but uh we'll we'll get to that yeah uh but for folks hearing our voices for the first time maybe they've listened to a couple episodes and don't know what rooster road? What are they talking about? Rooster road trip. A lot of good alliteration there. Um, let let folks know the background, the history, the philosophy of Pheasants Forever's rooster road trip. It's a long and winding road, Bob. <laughs> um, but but yeah. So so I'm Andrew Vavra. I'm the vice president of marketing for Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. Um, many years ago, when my my beard wasn't quite as gray. Um, when we, we were still trying to figure out the, the fledgling social media thing and all of that, mm-hmm. um, we encountered a lot of chatter and a lot of pushback from um, some members of our audience basically lamenting the fact that, oh, there's no birds out there. We're like, you guys are, are kind of full of it. Like, what are you guys even doing with my membership dollars? Like, I, I haven't seen a, a bird all season. And at the time, we were um, younger guys. And uh, I, I don't want to say we had, well, we had a little bit of a, an axe to grind with that. And we, we almost wanted to prove them wrong and not only prove that there were birds there, but we also wanted to highlight and showcase all the incredible work that our organization and our chapters and our volunteers are doing. And that those banquets and those donations and those memberships all equate to the thing that we love to do, which is follow a bird dog through some beautiful prairie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, we're all in this, like it's like the Royal we, like everybody's helping like accomplished this and we wanted to show what this really was and more importantly that this is available to you so that's the thing with rooster road trip like every every piece of property that we put our boots down on is is publicly accessible like everything we do you can load up in your truck tomorrow and go do the exact same thing Mm -hmm. and chances are you might even have better luck than us Mm -hmm. um because we're just average people (laughs) with with very average dogs (laughs) well some people have some pretty great dogs here today i I won't go down that road. i'll speak for myself (laughs) i have a very average dog um who i love incredibly so like so if you watch the episodes uh that will roll out with this and you see some sarcasm and some funny quips aimed at gentleman baxter the french brit just know they all come from a place of love um but the but the point is is that mm-hmm. this is there for you and if you're a member and a supporter you help do this mm-hmm. um and you should take pride in that you should get out and you should enjoy it and not every hunt is going to be a cakewalk but it shouldn't be because mm-hmm. it makes the magical days that much better and after a day like today when you know pheasants on the menu 
Oh, man, is that going to taste even sweeter? <clears throat> we will hear some noise in the background eventually, I believe, right? Because we're in a, a two-floor um, cabin right now recording this. Our compatriots are out cleaning birds. Score! <laughs> Let's do the podcast. <laughs> and eventually they will be cooking us dinner. Score! <laughs> we Nailed are it. living right. Keeps good um, So we do anticipate uh, there will be a little bit of background noise, which is a very good thing. But I'll, I'll underline a, a point you mentioned. Um, 14 years, 100% all public land. Doesn't mean that they're all WMAs. It's, it's the... Menagerie of all public lands we hunt through the we, we hunt waterfall production areas, wildlife management areas, walk-in programs. Um, we've hunted a national wildlife refuge before. Um, grasslands, grasslands yep. national grasslands. I can't think of any, um, others, but all the like game the, production areas, all the various VPA HIP you know funded yeah. programs that a lot of states utilize. Um, the road trip has taken us to a lot of amazing places, mm-hmm. um, and I'm humbled to be able to be a part of that, but it really does open your eyes to, like, what is out there for the upland hunter. Yeah. Um, if you're willing just to kind of put on a few miles and try something new and get beyond, you know, that that 90-mile radius of the metro area that you probably live within if you're, if you're listening to this. Um, and last year, we, we went out to Montana, and that was now epic on, on lots of different levels in terms of intense weather amazing scenery and just kind of being in the middle of nowhere uh now we're kind of back to our roots in terms of you know this hunting the heartland concept uh we're starting in minnesota then we're going to go experience uh the iowa opener and again we're nothing but public land like we don't have anything staked out like we're going to see what happens like how the, early do you the, think the orange gonna... army is going to be out in force and that's going to be part of it because that's yeah. celebrating you know the robustness of, of you know upland hunting in general mm-hmm. uh, and then from there we're going to travel into nebraska and we're hopefully uh, going to continue to catch a, a lucky ride in terms of weather because when we first started this trip uh the forecast was looking <laughs> very bad in terms of for day one i was like well if none of the dogs or people catch hypothermia like then that's a success um so So that's worth spending a little time on because okay so here we are today is um thursday right monday i went into your office (laughs) i think it was monday Mm -hmm. right monday i went into andrew's office like it's 85 percent chance of thunderstorms all day long do you think maybe in your and you were like no, we are sticking with the plan. <laughs> so we and can't I, adjust these dates. People yeah. have rutcations coming up. Yeah. We got stuff to do. It's like the the dates have been decided months in advance, and we're just gonna go with the roll. And and honestly, that's how it works for everyone else too. I mean, you put in for your PTO and your mm-hmm. hard earned time off, mm-hmm. and you circle that date on the calendar. Mm-hmm. You're going uh, like no matter what. And and here we are. You know, October twenty sixth. That's you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, so we're just going for it. Yeah. Cause right now, as we speak, um, in North Dakota, they're getting 12 inches of snow, right? And, but thankfully, the forecast that we looked at four days ago um, didn't come to fruition. So you were right. We we hunted the – well, we didn't even have to hunt the entirety of the day because we're cleaning birds and having a, a, a fun pheasant dinner tonight uh, because we didn't get – 
thunderstormed on and rained on. We got a little little bit of drizzle. Well, everyone was soaked. Let's let's, let's be real. Yeah, but, but, but it, it wasn't, wasn't really deluge. soaked from the yeah, rain. It was exactly. soaked from the grass. Um, so your your plan. Do you remember the A team? Are you old enough to remember the A team? I'm 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 familiar with it. <laughs> yeah. I, should, should I have like a, a gold chain around my neck? And well, I you know you're not you're not Mr. T in this scenario. Okay, you're you're Hannibal. Uh, so now I don't know who this is. So well, now, so now you're, you you're, you have to say I love it when a plan comes together. No, 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 okay. that's all you. Well, you got it. <laughs> once again, I've been proven to be the oldest person on this trip. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's transition and, and welcome in a couple other folks uh, who, who are joining us. And we'll start, since we're kind of in your home turf, Chance, um, Chance Stewart, go ahead and um, introduce yourself, what you do for the organization, and um, we'll take it from there. Yeah, thank you, Bob. Chance Stewart, I uh, work as a regional representative, and again, we're in my home home part of the state here in western Minnesota. We're actually very, very close to where I grew up. I grew up in Spencer, Iowa, so... 20 miles down the road is where I grew up, and we actually hunted where I cover now as a regional representative working with chapters in Minnesota, and yeah, it's awesome. I've been at the organization just over two years. So we uh, we will not hotspot exactly where we were, but um, shout out to the county because we hunted some property that's been influenced by the local chapter. Absolutely. And it was very good influence. Yeah, shout out Martin County. Martin County Pheasants Forever, arguably probably one of the top chapters in the country for more reasons than one and they put habitat in the ground and birds in the air today yeah we witnessed that i mean we will go through some of the properties um it was terrific habitat down there um you know non-biologists can pick that out right um all right moving uh, around to my right here uh, it's been a minute since you've been on will you and i want to say you and sabin uh do it yourself bird hunting road trips was maybe the last time you were on. we did bird hunting on a budget yeah. uh, and uh we talked about the you know the difference uh, in the quality of lunch meat <laughs> yeah smoke them if you got right em. smoke them if you got so you remember yeah, i remember yeah. that and uh and then i was on i believe we were highlighting some uh, pretty amazing chapter volunteers that's uh, right that was more recently yes. yeah. yeah two two springs ago or so yeah. Yeah. we had on some really great folks from all across the country just highlighting the great things that chapter volunteers are doing but uh yeah i'm will clayton i'm back uh senior regional representative in eastern minnesota and uh, like always my job is to serve our chapters uh help them grow grow our chapter network and in the end help them grow spots like we found today Um, (laughs) so we can go hang out on them as can everyone else so it's uh it's a great gig i absolutely love it yeah fun to be here Today was a terrific day, and we'll go back to Andrew. You kind of you're you're the quarterback at Rooster Road Trip. You're in charge. I won't equate. I don't. You know, Tom Brady's retired. Aaron Rodgers isn't a Packer. I don't even know who to equate you with anymore. It's Kirk Tober, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's back. Pri- prime he's time, back. Kirko. Uh-huh. I'm here for it. Kirk, so, Kirko changed the back. As the quarterback, you selected the spot. So walk us through your um, your thought process for how we started today uh this will probably sound very familiar to a lot of the people listening to this in which i just pulled up a a digital map and tried to find a a, an area that had a lot of public around it so you could at least drive around and and give it the old eye test and pull up the the little and and see what the habitat actually looked like and be like are we going to roll through is this worth it 
Um, and if it's not worth it, is there something close enough to where we can we can pivot? Or if there's already another group on there, mm-hmm. um, like where do we go next? Because that's a that's a real reality that we all deal with. Mm-hmm. And it's here we are a random Thursday morning, and um, by the the third field we've gotten to, like somebody beat us to the spot that that I wanted to walk because like the habitat just looked fantastic, mm-hmm. and there happened to be a cut cornfield right by, and you know. Those two things together usually equal birds, folks. So if you want to key in on anything, find the cut, the cut corn mm-hmm. and some nice habitat. Walk that line because these birds are edge birds, and we all know that, right? Um, so, like, that's as complicated as it gets. Um, you know, we ran into a, a longtime supporter at the hotel last night, and she'd been in this area for the past couple of days running dogs, and she had some great intel. Um, and then that got in my head in terms of, <laughs> well, I kind of had this idea, but you're telling me to go there, you know, you've already ground truthed it, but that's way far away from where I wanted to go. And like some, like letting people behind the curtains, there's a lot of logistics in terms of travel and making things make sense in terms of like, we have a general direction. We're always trying to go. And there's a lot of people, a lot of dogs in tow, and we have podcasts to, to record mm-hmm. and we have we have other agendas beyond just hunting. So the idea of going an hour further west than I wanted to, ultimately, like I I know I walked away from some some birds there just to make our lives hopefully easier mm-hmm. today. And nobody was more happy to see that first rooster drop than me. Cause it's like, okay. I didn't blow it. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's just trying to find um, any areas that have more than one just random square of public just so you have more chances. Um, because in terms of like habitat conservation and, and how our organization works, like the, the days of random acts of conservation should be far behind us. We need to be strategic. We want to mm-hmm. make these healthy mosaics that work with, you know, the private land that's around too, in terms of the egg operations. And like, how do you have this connectivity so that you can kind of imagine like the birds getting around and having escape places mm-hmm. and like they can actually handle the pressure. Um, we're in Southern Minnesota. We're still not that far from the twin cities. Yeah, there are easy a, there are a ton of members. There are a ton of people who bird hunt in the Twin Cities metro area, and so this entire region just kind of gets pounded. Like it, that, that's the reality yeah. of it, and you know it going into it. So you need these these large blocks that work together so that these birds like not only have have a chance for like for the for us to find, but also have a chance to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really all I'm looking at, and then I'm hoping that. It's not just a sea of brome and canary grass. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not that, then we have a chance. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, So you've had two opportunities to change your plan in the last couple of days, and you stuck to the plan twice, and it's worked out, right? But it is – so, yeah, kudos, chances clapping. Um, but it is one of those things, whether it's fishing, whether it's hunting, you know, we always go in, have a plan, and then – the more experienced you are, you know, whether you trust your head or your gut, like when to pull the plug and go fish a new spot or change your plan based on weather. Like we had a trip with a group of friends and I to go hunt the Grand River National Grasslands in western South Dakota. And we looked at like very similar to this trip. 
It was like, it was a hundred percent chance of thunderstorms for the entire weekend. We, on the drive, changed and went to the little Missouri grasslands in Williston, North Dakota. We added four hours extra each way because we were like, well, you know, you just don't want to sit in the Airbnb and look at each other, <laughs> right? We would actually be, and it worked out for that trip. We had a friend that lives in Lemon. Um, in the Grand River area, and he's like, yeah, it rained. It rained most of the time. You guys made the right call by pivoting. You know, it, it, and here, the right call was not pivoting. So it's just, boy, it's so so challenging sometimes. Well, to, there, there's luck involved, too. A little um, bit, sure. I mean, the... The, the th- forecast last night was 60% chance of rain, and we barely got drizzled on. Yeah, we woke up this morning, and the joke was, you know, we're on Vancouver Island or right. in the Pacific Northwest. Like, where's the Roosevelt elk bugling in the background? Cause yeah, because there's, like, there's so much fog and just, like, it was just, the air was just saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, luck's, luck's definitely a part of it, and everybody everybody has to acknowledge that. Um, on our third hunt today, in the like, my gut was telling me this this feels wrong. Like I, I want to like I was like, do I pull now? So we have we have eight hunters and ten dogs. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of dog power. Yeah, that's not everything's on the ground all at once, but like right. it's we got a posse, mm-hmm. and so but here I am thinking we're like two hundred, three hundred yards into a walk. Like, yeah, I don't know if this is worth us killing two hours in. Like it was it was a five hundred plus acre WMA, and so like but. That was my lack of biology, like and, and like knowledge in terms of what I was even looking at, because I was looking at grass that I didn't think would amount to anything, mm-hmm. and I don't want to call it a monoculture, but it was all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And like I remember looking over at Chance, just making some comments, like, "Man, I didn't expect it all to look like this." Like I was getting nervous, and then like finally a bird gets up, I'm like, "Okay, well." So you're saying there's a chance as I just stare at chance. <laughs> that's why we that's why we bring biologists along because you you guys talked about this cover being right. Like, talk about what what you saw from a biologist perspective. Yeah, Will touched oh, it was on Will? that. Will touched on that. He gave a little monologue on how great that looked out there. It's uh it's been a few years since I've ta- saved a ton of soil. I'll be honest. Uh, but historically, I am uh, I was a biologist and. You know, when you look at cover, there's a lot of different things. And you've already brought up brome and reed canary. And, you know, if you're a bird hunter, you know that you can find birds there, but it's not always the best spot. I hate walking through I, reeds canary. Let's burn it all. Right. Anyways, I, go I wonder. Ahead. I wonder why. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, that was a small joke, folks. It was. It was. <laughs> there was a lot of them today. It was. Um, and you can find really diverse prairies as well. And they usually hold birds really well. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, if I'm driving around... Um, and looking for a spot, much like we were today or anybody is, I look for exactly what we were in today. And, and um, what I consider that is early successional habitat. And so to me, that field looked like it had been planted, but it was, it was probably a crop field last year. And so anytime you disturb the soil, that first year, you always get a flush of annual weeds, annual grasses, things that just come up before the natives can really set their roots. Mm-hmm. And pheasants are an early successional species. I mean, that's pheasants 101. And when and you know they they loved it in there. I mean, you can mm-hmm. see it. And that's you know as a biologist, that's kind of what we're always trying to do is we want to set back succession. So we want to set back um, tree growth. We want to set back areas from 
establishing into a forest and bring it back to what it is. And you can't always get that annual flush of kind of what looks to be junky cover, but when you hit it, the birds love it. So it, it, a lot of people are listening as bird hunters in early successional habitat. If you're a rough grouse woodcock hunter, people really know because it's visual. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really easy to see trees. Right. right? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you know, I'm looking for aspen that's silver dollar in the diameter, and I know I'm in rough grouse and timber. If you throw a couple of Christmas trees and some birch in there, it's like even better, right? Right. Try to explain for folks early successional habitat from a pheasant's perspective because it's it once you understand it you can recognize it visually for sure but it isn't as apparent correct as you know silver dollar diameter aspen yeah I'll I'll do my I'll do try to do my best here so um, I guess I'll start kind of backwards if you know if you're in a prairie most folks can sort of identify like a blue uh, your big blue stem mm-hmm. that's sort of like you know darker brown um you know your native grass yeah, it's not blue exactly it's not <laughs> right um, more reddish yeah exactly and then but this is i mean it's it's foxtail mm-hmm. it looks really junky it mm-hmm. looks like you never weeded your garden you know um it's all tangled together it's full of um you know ragweeds and and clovers that have popped early but its majority of it is is like a it's a foxtail a very, you know there's a couple of different versions of foxtail and things like that but it it stands tall enough it gets thick but it's not anything that would be native mm-hmm. um and so it looks weedy mm-hmm. it looks like something that you would complain about uh if it was in your yard and if it's thick enough that's where birds like to be and but there is also a mixture of like sunflower, like stocky sure. stuff in there, right? Yeah. That, that you know, if you rolled up on that spot in July or August, it was probably beautiful, beautiful with flowers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, one of the things I always do is, I mean, I always, you can, there's a little cone flower, their heads, and I just mm-hmm. kind of, that smells incredible. Mm-hmm. Like it smells like uh, dryer sheets and you just sprinkle along as I go along. And it was full of that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you see that black eyed Susan's cone flowers, they flush early always. And we, we talked about how that can save a seeding because usually in the first seeding, you know, the, the natives are setting their roots first and then they're going to sprout that year two, three, four. But this stuff flushes first. But those black-eyed Susans, coneflowers, some of the forbs, they flush early and make it look pretty. Yeah. Um, so I bet in July, both of the sites um, were just picture perfect. Well, they were lit up. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my guess. Right now, it was just different versions of brown. But And I say sunflower, but they're probably compass plants, comp cup plants like really stocky stuff right? correct yeah you're um you're testing my my knowledge now it's been a while since i was in college but yeah compass plants probably a, a version of a, a native sunflower mm-hmm. but yeah sticks or you know stocky stems mixed in with you know some annual grasses and you look for like your thicker seed heads um not big ons but the, you know the foxtail's got really little ons on it and it's mm-hmm. it's got the seeds in it you know the other thing that i noticed that some of these spots, these spots had little depressional wetlands in it, right? Seasonal, so some cattails, mm-hmm. a little bit of willow. It didn't wasn't crazy amount of willow, but you could tell that there was some winter cover. And I, I really gravitated. There were spots where, like, it was kind of hard to walk through some of the foxtail, mm-hmm. right? It was thick. For sure. And then there were open patches that were like leafy and green. And I'm thinking to myself, it's a really wet day. I'm soaked. 
if I'm a pheasant, I'm going to be out in like this little bit open area. Mm-hmm. It's, it wasn't open, but it was, it wasn't the, the structure of the grass was really short. And I mean, I could see clover and different greeny things on the, um, and I was like, I bet you there's, oh, and there was a bird, you know? Yeah. Did you sense some of that? I certainly did. And, you know, you, you try to think like a pheasant. Mm-hmm. I'm not one, uh, and I fail at it often. But, yeah, you like if you're wet, what are you trying to do? You're trying to dry, dry off. Out. Unless you're on the Rooster Road trip. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you're trying to dry off. So, I, you yeah. know, immediately I was thinking, you know, you get into, like, the willows where mm-hmm. it's open. It's an, The canopy under, the understory is open. But, yeah, then as you poked through that area, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was just, like, sandy hilltops or different soils but yeah there was areas where the cover wasn't as thick and that's where we found some birds some a lot birds. of birds yeah some, some were you know everywhere but well and I, I was thinking okay we did have three water retrieves today which i was gonna save like highlight of the day till the end but i was thinking about it like we were we were pushing birds throughout most of the walks right so uh, maybe let's start with first the first field we're walking and like it always happens on rooster road trip nobody ever hits the first bird well that was actually the second field i mean no we, no no the first bird um because we had oh no no you're right right because we, we, we had the we, we have sent, to acknowledge the <sighs> smallest piece of right. property we've ever hunted <laughs> on the rooster road trip and in, in the 14 year history the smallest piece right because we did send um a a uh what were we a search party? Well, I mean, it, it's, well, basically, I got, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to it. But this is basically what happens: we send a bunch of labs to do other dogs' jobs. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's starting! Yikes. It's starting! Oh, here we uh, go. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I'm just really now. I've been a lab guy my whole life. <laughs> um, so to to let people in because you know, we talk, how did I choose this area yeah. um, for our Minnesota opener? The only so out of today. I'd only stepped foot on one of the properties we hunted because the orange army was out. And before Rooster Road Trip was like, well, I'm going to use opener to kind of like see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like see what, how these fields actually produce. And I struck out everywhere. Like struck out because there was no, people. There were people. Like I did, I couldn't hunt anything that I actually wanted to like scout with a gun in my hand. Um, I mean, I saw my first RV in a parking area. Like it was, it was wild. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's allowed, but like good for them. Um, all that was left was this tiny little 17 acre, like triangle, but, and I'm just like driving around at this point. Like, I'm just, just kind of like adrift, like just, I don't know where I'm going to end up. And I, I just saw some grass, saw a sign. I was like, well, there's cut beans completely surrounding this thing. I've got one dog. I'm one person, 17 acres. I think I'll park here. And so that's, I walked it and I kicked out 20 birds at the end mm. when I pinched it. So... This was opening day. This was opening mid- day. Yeah. So, like, knowing we're going to be back in this area, mm-hmm. I, I had the thought, like, well, let's let's do something kind of fun, see if we can capture that magic again. Let's just have all the labs just just line up and just run through it, and maybe we'll have this 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 epic flush. And so it was, it was my fault. It's not the lab's fault. <laughs> um, Thank you. If, if, if anybody has been listening to these podcasts long enough, they know that uh, I, I had a very, very – awesome yellow lab her name was Bo. she uh six months old on the very first rooster road trip she just passed away this spring um so she had some incredible seasons and she was the rooster road trip warrior for mm-hmm. years 
Um, she was she was the rooster road trip dog basically for years, like her and Tram. Yeah. Um. So uh, I'm a lab guy at heart, but I just have a little wiggly little French Brit now, who also has like a so lab's heart. Too. A lab's heart. <laughs> exactly. So it's a good soft transition for me. Um. But that was the first walk, and I think we kicked out what chance you saw like one one hen right away. The mm. dogs got super birdie right away, and it's like, oh, we're gonna kick up the twenty again. And they got the one hen up, and that was it. Uh, so like that was that was the only field that I had ever actually stepped foot on before. And so, you didn't uh, step foot in it this time. No, no, yep. I I let them have the uh, pointer the group just hung out at the end of the tailgate. We were waiting for the report of many shotguns in the distance, and, and we you never were heard you it. were watching them with the with the loopholes. Oh yeah, I, I had my my binoculars up. I was I was hoping to see through see the fog through You're the like, fog. Boy, they're almost at the end. We haven't heard anything. I was I was worried. It's like. I'm, I'm trying to set people up for success, but you only control so much. Yeah, because at that point, you're like, oh, gosh. You it's know, like, here, yeah. here we go. I, I should have gone like an hour west, I yeah. guess. It's already started to unravel before me. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, we, we hopped into uh, the, what would officially be the, the hunt number two. But that's that was only a 200-acre piece. Mm-hmm. So, so medium size. But again, Martin County is just crushing it. Um, they've yeah. got, they've got rows of standing corn in terms of a little food plot. And then I think a majority of it was actually primarily like a pollinator planting. Is that what that was? It looked like it. Yeah, it definitely did. And then I believe there was some signage as well. Um, oh yeah, they did have a Martin County pollinator. Yeah. So they definitely, there. the chapter definitely hosted a pollinator field day there at one mm-hmm. time and it turned into a, a great spot. And for they host a pile of those events. I mean, we're talking multiple pollinator events a year. So at some point they held one out there and it held birds. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, but to, to your point, Bob, you know, we, we walked North into what was very little wind, which is super surprising for this part of the country. I mm-hmm. mean, just a tiny wisp of wind when, you know, there's a reason why those giant windmills are, are everywhere. Right. It's forecasted to change tomorrow. Now, whether or not that'll happen, we have no idea, but, but yeah, we were, we were, we were, we got into, we saw our first rooster within maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, flushed out of range off to the right side of the... Um, Chance thought group. it was too easy, so we let it go. If the cameras weren't on and nobody was watching, <laughs> it's just the dog there to watch me miss, I might have taken a shot. But there's a little <laughs> more pressure today, so it, I, I let it live. Th- there is pressure when you a got little. a gallery watching everything <laughs> and, you're doing, And right? the first shot of the day, too? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I let it live. That's, that's seed for next year. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we kept, you know, pushing that, that pollinator planting, all that grass, and then we kind of got to this tangle of, 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 I'll call them like brambles. I'd like, there was, there was bushes and there was more stickers and burdock. Burdocks. It was all over my gloves. It was all over Nate. You're we looking were... at the one guy that's got a long haired dog here. So I, I don't even Yeah, want, that's true. Like, I'm still it dealing awful, with it. Though. I'm still dealing with it. Um, but like one got up out of that. I mean, it was clear we we're pushing birds and like that was the line, right? Mm-hmm. That was the edge. Um, and a rooster got up and, uh, and Nate just, just, just whiffed. Um, like we'll, we'll call a spade a spade. I think he'd agree there too. Yeah. Cause he didn't whiff no, after that. I can only say that cause he, his redemption story is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, that was like our only, that was our real chance there. And mm-hmm. what you know from years of doing the road trip is one bird can make all the difference mm-hmm. like really all i'm trying to do is if we can get a bird we're okay right because sometimes that that's all you come home with 
and that's that's fine. That's yeah. fantastic. A lot of times you don't come home with anything. It's hunting. Right. Well, and for folks that have not listened to Road Trip before, we are not here trying to stack up limits of birds. That's not the intent. The intent is to talk about the habitat work and the public land access and that if you put in some time, you can find birds. And we're just Every single one of us, Joe Average Hunter with Joe Average and Jane Average bird dogs, and we miss with the best of them, and once in a while we connect, and then that happened next. We, we, uh, we pushed towards our first wetland of the day. Yeah, so like after I was able to peel my dog out of those bushes, it made it sound like <laughs> a Velcro kind of glove coming open. Um, we, we walked through some more grass, and then all of the dogs were birdie. All of them, mm-hmm. like, it, and but I think one hen got up, but like it didn't seem like that would have elicited that type of reaction from that many dogs. Mm-hmm. And we're all just kind of like standing there, like this doesn't make sense. Like my something like feels off. Like there there needs to be more birds here. And then I don't know who the first one was to like break the seal, but we basically pushed up to a, a line of trees. Mm-hmm. Behind the line of trees was like a big pond and like cattails. And so part of us, some of us are standing there like, well, this is the end of the field. And that's kind of where I stayed. Like, I didn't see the rest of it even unfold. Like, were you the one that, like, punched through the trees? So Gitch, so my my younger of the two short hairs was on point on the other side of the, I think they were cottonwoods. Um, and there was a cottonwoods, a gap, and then they weren't cattails. There were some sort of reeds. Mm-hmm. And then the wetland. And Gitch locked up in the gap and i was like well there's a you know and she's four she's not like expert but i like there's something right so i i walk through the trees into the opening and i start to walk into the the reeds like you're supposed to right she's she's steady she's on point as take two steps in the reeds and like boom i'm up to my shins like this sucks (laughs) so rather than keeping going into the reeds i came back and released her then okay tapped her on the head and by that time i'm glad i released her because the the lab army came (laughs) which hunting pointers and in retrievers together can be a little bit of a challenge they saw the water they saw the water so we had i don't know there's probably four dogs at that point and nate was to my left and nate was like on this um let's call it an isthmus (laughs) of these reeds right and the first bird got up um banked over the the water boom he drops it and it was a report pair. The next bird, like as soon as the shot and the bird fall, it fell, another rooster got up a little further out. He shot and dropped a, a report pair double. Into the water. Oh, oh, into the water, over the wetland. So, um, you know, you don't see too many birds dropped over the water pheasant hunting and retrieved. And we had a swarm of dogs right and, and those birds were brought back like instantaneously and we were on the board and i tell you like i know for sure like nate felt horrible missing that first one because it was a pointed bird and he's a really good shot and he was like ah. but there's a there's that pressure on to to succeed and demonstrate success and then boom you get a report pair double um, he was feeling no pain at that point. And, and we all felt the pressure come off. Right. But the, the collective, like, ah, 
But for sure. It, yeah, that was super cool. I mean, how often do you see a GSP and was it Teddy, your black lab chance? It was, yeah. Like that combo making water retrieves like kind of at the same time. Like that's like. <laughs> so Teddy retrieved the second bird? He did, yeah. He sees, sees water and he turns into a completely different animal. He was gone. <laughs> he was gone. Yeah, I just would like to point out that the short hair had the first retrieve on the water bird, though. Here we we, we, we took Here note. We, yeah, we, 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 we saw. <laughs> you, that was a nice second. Teddy's retrieve. was further out. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fun. And then um, I felt the pressure come on my shoulders because we got out of that. We were feeling good. And we started walking and... I looked back at you, Andrew, and I was like, there's a a picked cornfield and then more grass on the other end. I was like, are we on the boundary or not? And you you started looking at your phone to try to determine where we were. And then a rooster gets up, and I'm the only one with a safe shot. And boom, boom, and that bird kept flying. And then I started to feel... Oh, the pressure of missing, because I've been down that road once or twice before on Rooster Road Trip. <laughs> we all get the yips from time to time, You're, yeah. you, but you also have had a pretty incredible redemption story I, today. I feel good about uh, uh, battling back. Short memory, just like baseball, right? But yeah, getting caught looking at your phone's got to be like the, the new age, kind of like getting caught with your pants down. It mm. was... I'm just staring at my phone, and then I, I just—I didn't even bother reaching for my gun. I just kind of casually looked up. Oh, there's a rooster. That's mm-hmm. fun. Okay. Uh, whoops. <laughs> and then I don't recall there being any more action as we worked our way out of. That. There were some hens, um, mm-hmm. but you know that had produced well four roosters, two in the bag, and um, beautiful spot. Um, and we weren't. We were. <laughs> We were wet, but not really from the rain. So we moved on to the second spot. And you had, uh, again, scouted this spot, but never put. F- yeah, I, I drove by these places like, okay, this could be worth. And actually, actually the place you at. wanted to go, there was somebody else there. Yeah, somebody beat us to it, to it that random Thursday morning. Somebody's already out there. So, I mean, that's public land hunting, though. You just have to, mm-hmm. that's the reality of it. And you just have to embrace it. And it's, it's not yours. It's everyone's, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we, uh, we did a very short kind of change of direction. We literally just changed the direction that I wanted to go east and we decided to go west. And that's where we ran into that early successional habitat that Will was talking about. And to my eyes, like every, the way you described that was wonderful because it, it sounded super birdie to me, but that's not what I saw. Like I saw a sea of foxtail, like a carpet of foxtail. It was like nothing but foxtail and then I'm like is this the bad foxtail like is this the stuff that people like don't want their dogs in like well that's how naive and like uneducated mm. i am about some of this um but again clearly i was wrong because you know we made it a few hundred yards in you know we kicked up that hen it's like okay well if there's one there can be more and um we we pushed the i was the way we've been hunting today just kind of laid out for the group is we try to keep the GSPs on one side of the line, the labs on another side of the line, and and Baxter is the uh, <laughs> middleman <laughs> for 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 he does point, uh, but he's he's jolly and he gets along with everyone. So he <laughs> he will he will blow up a point, he will point, or he will flush with the lab with the best of them. He's you know he's 
he's a, he's a five tool athlete really. Um, <laughs> but so, so I was trending closer to the labs, uh, just kind of where I was migrating. Um, cause Baxter decided he wanted to be more of a Bob GSP and just blew me off and was off with him. Hmm. Um, so we're walking up this, again, a cut, it was a cut corn through the sea of foxtail. And finally we hit the corner and a, a rooster tried to backdoor will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like, that was behind you, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, uh, my dog Mojo. He was birdie the whole time, and it was—I mean, it was thick in there, right? And we got to the corner, or close to the corner, and he was birdie, 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 and then yeah, it got up right behind me. Um, so I did a little ballerina twirl and completely whiffed on the first shot. Just cleaned the air with that. Um, but Gracefully. then, re- right? But then remembered, oh yeah, we have to aim at them. Um, and we did that <laughs> sometimes in front of them sometimes right yep and so that happened um mm. and i hit it um but i didn't hit it great which happens i mean mm-hmm. we're all bird hunters right um but i was in i was in the thick stuff and i was kind of down below you were a little bit on a ridge and could see it and a few others and i'm like did that that went down you said that went down um <laughs> but it went down in the cornfield yep in the neighbor's cornfield um so we had uh we had an adventure on our hands after that yeah, it's not like it just like went down like a sack sack no. of rocks, and like no. it 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 was the the classic leg dropped, not quite flying the way it wants to fly, and it's trending downward. Correct. Um, so it was clearly going down, but it was not stoned by, no, by any means. No, I'll work on that. But you know, um, we had Labradors with us. <laughs> you see, and so I had. Oh. I had supreme confidence <laughs> that we would retrieve that bird. How many Labradors did you have? I think we had f- uh, we had three. We had three in the field three. before over there. Yeah, yeah. we we had a, a gaggle of four, but there were three of us uh, in the field that went searching for it, um, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was me and Chance and Erica, another another one that was hunting with us, and we just you know left the shotguns on the fence line and uh, kind of spread out and just started walking south a ways a ways and just like i said there wasn't much wind we couldn't really figure that out and we spread out and just said you know dead bird find it fetch it up well the way you guys did it because i was just standing there in the gallery watching this all unfold like just hoping um you guys played it brilliantly because chance actually worked the fence line in Mm -hmm. case like it somehow was able to like work its way back into the cover and i thought that was a really good idea well, you and Erica just kind of spread out into the corn and let let the dogs do their thing. And you know, spoiler alert, we found this bird. Mm-hmm. But for how far Will and Erica went, I, w- I was telling Logan back in the car, I'm like, honestly, I spend a lot of time like looking for birds. Like you spend all day trying to flush one and hit one. Like what's the rush to like, oh, I give up. Like it, it must mm-hmm. be gone. Like spend some time looking for it, right? They went twice as far as I as I personally probably would have really searched. Like you guys were two hundred ish yards out in the middle of this corn. Like I took a photo and it's just two tiny little blaze orange blobs. Yeah, just <laughs> like there were. You guys were out there. We were. Yeah. Uh, but I, like you said, you know, I, we wanted it. And w- w- what else did we have to do? Right. But it's probably the single hardest retrieve is in a corn. Field. Don't yeah. you think? Like they're just not they're not leaving that much scent. No. No, they're not leaving that much scent. And it wasn't plowed either. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a picked cornfield. So you've got all the trash and the stalks and you can't see anything. Look like there's a hundred birds laying out there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere you turn, you're like, Oh, that could be it. You walk up and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oak, Erica's lab, tracked it down for me. 
um, which is really cool to Keyword see. Keyword lab. Keyword lab. Yeah. It elicited the, the double arm in the air <laughs> screaming, yeah! <laughs> I was pretty excited. <laughs> and a victory walk 300 yards back. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, I think right before that, you know, clarifier here. So between field one and field two, I called the Minnesota uh, Department of Natural Resources and asked for the uh, conservation officer uh, or conservation department uh, or warden department, legal department. <laughs> it said, can you legally hunt pheasants as a party in Minnesota? And the answer came back, yes. You can legally party hunt for pheasants and deer. You cannot do it for um, uh, waterfall, but you, you also could do it for rough grouse. Not that anybody ever has to worry about party hunting for rough grouse. But anyways, I called and uh, got confirmation that it is legal. So that allowed Nate to continue in the field. And right before that bird, he had gotten another point and, and we dropped um, another rooster. And um, that one, we didn't have a lengthy retrieve. But uh, that's okay. Yeah, it's uh, it happens. It happens either way. Right. It's not that's why you have good dogs. Yeah. That's right. That's ex- it was a hundred percent the dogs. Mm-hmm. I imagine in both scenarios. So it was really cool. And then uh, we banked at that point. I think we got to the field edge, and I may or may not have taken a round. Uh, let's just say I took. Um, what did, would you call it when I came back to the group? Well, a big, I mean, a big walkabout, Bob, is walkabout. Like a, is, is, is who you are. That was a medium walkabout. It was medium. I didn't take. I just C- went compared to some of your walk. other walkabouts, that was a more controlled walkabout. But it was fruitful. On my walkabout, I was very, very relaxed. I was all by <laughs> myself. I didn't have a gallery. On the second field, I had my older dog Eski, um, she was nine and a half, a little bit slower, methodical. The entire group is like. I, let's say almost a half section away. <laughs> I, w- I only walked around one wetland, but uh, um, we did uh, b- put up a rooster wild in, in kind of that habitat I was talking to you about earlier where it's a mix of foxtail and then like little openings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's going to be one in here. And she locked up, rooster banked to the right and dropped it, and she brought it back. I was like, oh, it's so much fun when nobody's watching. <laughs> And, but it did kind of take the pressure off me, too, and I came back to you guys. We met on the road, and I don't think anybody actually heard me shot, so when I pulled a rooster out, there there was a, a bit of surprise, which I I felt great uh, satisfaction in like, What else are you hiding in that game, <laughs> bag, Bob? What's going on I here? I stashed birds in the tell, field tell just so I feel here. good. Those nice we bird. Friends. Nice bird, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then... We, we turned and walked back towards the trucks, and we had multiple wetlands there. And this is where the third um, water retrieve of the day came, right? Because the Labrador group went to the left. Correct. The short hair group went to the right, and Baxter and Andrew were conflicted. I was with you. But <laughs> he came, and Eski was on point and then veered off, and I was like, there's a patch of grass between the wetland and where, and she banked to the left again. And then she came back. I'm like, look alive. There's something right in here. And I started walking and it bird rooster got up, banked over the wetland. It 
absolutely. Would you say clean the air? Like cleared the air. Complete uh-huh. miss. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, here I go again with a gallery. But thankfully, second shot, it was getting out there, and I, I dropped it in the water. And of my two dogs, Esky's very dainty and not doesn't love water retrieving. But that rooster was sort of flapping on the surface, and she went in like a champ. I was so <laughs> I was so happy to see my dogs retrieve birds in the water today. It was just I, I, one of the best days on rooster road trip seeing that happen. So I was super jacked. Yeah, and around right before then, Logan got on the board too. Oh, that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Logan's running um, his his young pup Trek, who's I don't remember his exact age. Definitely less than a year. Eleven old. months. Yeah, eleven months. Yep. Uh, and he's going to be a beast. You mm-hmm. just you just t- we look at a dog. It's like, yeah, you're going to be a stud, man. Very much like um, like, like Aspen. Aspen. Yep, his uh, older dog that people would recognize from the past. Um, but so he got on the board. So another team lab you know, victory there. Um, so, I mean, that put, that puts us at what? Seven birds. I think on the we're day? at seven with two and a half fields in. Yep. So we, we made it back to uh, the truck. We uh, had, had a fantastic lunch in which we all admitted to ourselves how much we love Funyuns and uh, special K bars, or I think there was another mm. name being thrown. Scotcheroos. Scotcheroos. I've never heard of that. It's an Iowa thing, I think. Mm. Yeah. And famous Dave's spicy pickles. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are so good. They're so good. good. Uh-huh. Not I mean, as good as Megan Howell's um, spicy asparagus from Rooster Road Trip. That's. I think it was the COVID year, wasn't it? Yeah, that's like three years 2021? ago. 2020? 2021, somewhere in there. Responsible recreation. We were staying close to home. Yeah. But yeah, her, her pickled uh, asparagus was fantastic. But yeah, for those of you who don't know, this is they're not a sponsor, but I will plug them <laughs> right now. The Famous Dave's Spicy Pickles. My goodness. Get they're, on them. Game they're changer. very good, yes. Yeah. So once we were satiated, we were already feeling great. We had seven birds in the bag. Um, we, we weren't as soaked or as cold as we worried about. Um, it was already a fantastic day. Um, the, the person that beat us to the, the other property that I, I wanted to walk had, had cleared out. And so we're like, well, nobody ever gets them all. And that's, that's something that people should remember. Mm-hmm. There are, there's always more birds there. Uh, don't be deterred that the thought that, well, somebody already hunted that today. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. Just the next group rolls in, walks it slightly different. And they they've got a bird in the bag, you know, mm-hmm. five minutes later. Um, so we, we knew the dog power we had, and we knew that was another almost 600 acre WMA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, a very sizable piece of ground. Um, there'd be something there for us to, to get into. And compared to the fox tail that we had just walked, this in my mind was primo. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't know what the, like the difference was in terms of like the actual species that like they were present on the ground, but just in terms of me being a very average bird hunter and just being like oh this looks really birdy that entire area just mm-hmm. looked fantastic so again credit to uh, the, the minnesota dnr and martin county pf or whoever's kind of helping bring that area to life because it just felt birdy the mm-hmm. entire walk it's just like some walks i think we can all admit that we get a little lackadaisical where it's just it just doesn't feel right but you're, you're almost going through the motions mm-hmm. for whatever reason that whole field is just like there should be a bird here. There should be a bird here. Like, where's the bird? And like, anytime like a dog made a quick move, like, yep, there's going to be a bird here. Uh, it wasn't quite that prolific. Mm. Um, 
but we were still consistently moving birds the whole field like the whole walk yeah. uh and that's fun like anytime mm-hmm. you're almost stepping on hens and you're, you're knocking down a few birds here and they're like that's just that's just fun people are smiling like it's just a good time and that's what we're here for yeah the, the, that field there was no prayer i missed another bird in there i'm like ah. Yeah, well, Wade Boggs missed a bunch of <laughs> you know, Wade Boggs would eat a bucket of chicken, not step on the foul line, go two for four, drink a case of Miller Lite on the flight home, and he's in the Hall of Fame. It's like, ah, I missed a couple times. Who cares? Relatable. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know? There's hope for me. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right, I guess I'm going to have a case of Miller Lite tonight. <laughs> Probably not. Anyways, uh, yeah, you, you're right. We, we saw a bunch of birds in there, even after somebody had just walked through it. And, you know, it's the point of great habitat, great diversity of habitat. It had, you could tell it was nesting cover, brood rearing cover, and there was these little pockets of wetlands that, had cattails or reeds around them and it was winter cover and you know towards the end of that there were birds that i'm sure they felt pressure it's probably day it's like 15 or 16 mm-hmm. something like that on minnesota pheasant season they felt pressure and they're something and the weather's been wet and they're hunkering down a little sure. bit and that's where we got final two birds of the day and was it the final two? No, no so, I guess it's so just one. Nate, Nate got one mid walk. That's right. Then you I got missed one. You missed one. Did you get two that, out of that field? I I, get, I missed one and I got one at the end. Yeah, because because I missed one at the end with you. So in in, in tip, I missed two and yeah. Ah, who cares? I missed a couple. <laughs> well, in, in, in typical yeah. in typical fashion, you know, it's like we're we're getting closer to the trucks. I mean, and and where do you like? disco ditch chickens like to hang out close mm. to roads so, like we're getting close <laughs> to the road and then like your dog was birding you were paying attention to that whereas all of us were just standing around mm. at this point because like the second you can see the truck it's almost like you inappropriately like <clears throat> mm-hmm. ramp down which honestly if you're thinking about it, you should be ramping up because you know you're about to push them to an edge and that's where things happen well so one gets up and that's the one you dropped no right? or is that no the one you i'm that that, so I don't even feel bad about that one because I was in a I was in jail. You were. When I was. I'm. I'm short, and I was down at the bottom of a hole. You were. And I. I only saw like people yelling, "Rooster!" Oh, okay, I'll take a shot, and it banked across everybody. Um, and it was like Gitchy was on point. I released her, and then it took a little while for these birds to get up. But anyways, I I did indeed miss that shot, and that everybody else missed that. Oh, I was the only other one that, that took a shot in that. In <laughs> oh, that. I thought there were three shots. I shot once. No, I shot twice. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, there were, so okay. oh, yeah, my, my first shot, like, it, I, I just fumbled it. Like, mm. I think everybody can relate to this. Like, I wasn't facing the right way. Like, throw the excuses out. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, so there's certain times where you just, like, pull up and pull the trigger. And, like, subconsciously, even before the shot exits the muzzle, you're in your brain. You just know, like... Yeah, that was a miss. And then, like, you're already mm-hmm. off, and then it's, like, the second shot. Like, it's so instinctual. The second you let other thoughts in your head as you're, like, mid-swing, like, game over. You're mm-hmm. done. It's, like, I missed before I even pulled the trigger, basically. Mm. Um, but I'll redeem myself. <laughs> I, I, so you guys have had such good redemption arcs. I'm just now going to climb and, you know, and, and hop on board with that myself. So yeah. it was right after that. Aaron, our videographer, like for a split second, sees a rooster. He's behind us, right? Because you don't put a videographer in front of 
shotguns, right? So he's behind us, and for a split second, he sees a rooster. And I think you'll, this will show up on video. Rooster gets up and is trying to slip out the back door. And I swung backwards on that. I, ballerina? Ballerina, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, was prob- I was maybe not as uh, fluent in my ballerina move as you, but I, I did pull it off. I, yeah, I was impressed. When, when I took the shot, I was like, I shot too far in front of that, and it folded like none of the other birds I shot today. I was like, okay, these are flying much faster than the rough grouse and the timber doodles I've been shooting. You know, pheasants can get up to 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, rough grouse, you got stuff in the way, but really you're not leading them that much most of the time. Pheasants, you got to lead them. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I pulled the trigger. I was like, oh, that was too far in that bird folded is like yeah i meant to do that <laughs> here all day folks right <laughs> but yeah that it was it was spectacular day it was so much fun uh, it was a lot of camaraderie we were jabbing each other about mm-hmm. dogs but it, it was just i mean it's part of what makes pheasant hunting a little bit <laughs> for a person that likes to take boondoggles walkabouts to hunt by myself it was very fun to to hunt with a group and get along and the dogs got along it was a really really very pleasant day for what was supposed to be absolutely miserable for sure yeah we, we lucked out and I, I hope that turns out in on the video and for those of you who are listening that aren't super familiar with with the road trip uh th- this is episode one so we're we're going to be hunting six days um and our goal is to, to produce four podcasts four videos and then we'll be releasing them uh, every week. So this is episode one, basically. This is our first podcast. Um, at, right now, there should be a video up for you to go watch, like the stories that we're bringing to you via podcast, you know, on, on YouTube or on at pheasantsforever.org. Um, so like you're riding shotgun with us. We, we hope you're having fun. We know we are. Um, and this is just the best time of year. I just absolutely love this. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, you know, I'm a person that loves winter, but hopefully it just waits a little bit. Although, if we get some snow. Oh, if you get your first snow, you'll be so happy. Don't be be kidding yourself. The forecast hasn't been right yet, but there is snow in the forecast. So, I guess we'll see. First snowbirds are the best birds. Um, We... I'll have you mention the the membership offer here in a moment, but I want to make sure we thank Rooster Road Trip sponsors. So for folks that are listening again for the first time, they're like, oh, all these Pheasants Forever folks out bird hunting. This is a huge uh, revenue driver for the organization, thanks to the people that join and become members, the people that go to the, the Shields website and buy gear, because of all the web traffic and in particular I want to shout out to the nine sponsors we have along riding shotgun with us on this year's rooster road trip um, and supporting our efforts through rooster road trip but ultimately supporting our work to create habitat and create public access so browning um, supplying the shotguns and uh, apparel that you see in the field federal ammunition every shot ever taken on rooster road trip was uh, with a federal shotgun shell ruffling kennels keeping our pups safe in um, in the vehicles apple autos supplier of the rooster road trip truck once again this year sound gear hearing protection um, making sure that we can hear and keeping us safe and our hearing safe 
Garmin, um, supplying all the electronic dog training uh, products that we're using. We've got the Alpha 200i with the TT25 collars on, I believe, is what got running on Gitchy and um, on Esky. Yeti coolers, keeping our birds cool until they hit the frying pan, which is happening right now. Um, Irish setter boots, um, keeping our feet uh, mostly dry, although that was a challenge today, especially when I tried to walk into a wetland. Not not really their fault, but Irish setter boots, thank you for sponsoring Rooster Road Trip. And Leupold, um, which uh, put eyes on uh, our lab team <laughs> through, uh, while uh, Andrew and I were um, at the end of the tailgate sipping our well, coffee or Diet Coke out of our respective Yetis. So thank you to those uh, nine sponsors for supporting Rooster Road Trip and uh, generating revenue that goes back into our Habitat mission. Andrew, for folks that are listening, and uh, it's time for them to join or renew their membership. Um, tell us about the offer. Now's the right time to do it. Head over to uh, roosterroadtrip.org to not only uh, see the photo galleries, see the videos, and, and all the other content associated uh, with our various episodes, but you can also uh, join, renew, or extend your membership and claim a browning blackout knife. It's a nice fit and feather blade and a sweet uh, black composite uh, grip um, that's being put to the task as we speak. Um, or you can upgrade your membership, become a life member, claim a Yeti loadout Go Box 30. And those things are sweet. Mm -hmm. And here, here's why I say or, because if you do either of those things, either join, renew, or extend, or upgrade your membership through those special offers at roosterroadtrip.org, you'll be automatically entered to win the Browning Satori 725 Feather Edition 12 gauge that I am shooting. And I promise you, <laughs> I will get that bad mojo out. Because there have been years where I haven't missed for a few days. Um, so I promise I, I will get this gun back in shape. It's not its fault that, that I missed on that bird. Um, but what better way to uh, support conservation, support the public lands that are out there, support, you know, the, the, the organization that, that helps Martin County PF and the local volunteers, local chapters, people like Chance and Will get out there, make a difference on the ground that uh, helps clean water, healthy habitat, mm. abundant wildlife, and beautiful places for our bird dogs to roam. Yeah, right on. All right, we'll go around the horn. I already couldn't hold myself back from sharing my highlight, which was watching three water retrieves today. But I'll go around the horn, and Chance, what uh, what will stick out to you as a highlight of this day spent in the field with coworkers and probably more importantly friends? Probably just shout out Team Lab. Uh, I just got to watch Lab <laughs> Labs work all day long. One last jab here for Thank the winning you. team. Well done. Um, just got to watch it between Mojo, Oak, and Teddy, and uh, just saw, saw a lot of good lab work today. And it's sure it's going to stick in my memory. I didn't get to see a lot of pointer action. So you were on the other yeah. end of the line. <laughs> well played, Will. Well, if it's okay, I've got two of them. Um, this is my first time on the Rooster Road Trip. So I'm only we're only here for a day, but I want to, you know, thank you for the invite. But I'm also like a rube. I I fo have followed the Rooster Road Trip forever. I've mm -hmm. listened to these podcasts, I've watched the videos, and I have heard about Walkabout Bob <laughs> so many times that to actually see it 
in person was i mean it was just, i couldn't stop smiling i was like they're not lying he's really way out there yeah. just, he's on his own so that was great um but i you know we touched on it but you know um my dog mojo and erica's dog oak um we got those dogs like within days of each other mm. and erica's a, a really great friend and a co-worker we came to the organization at the same time and so it's just the perfect mix of, mm. of friendship camaraderie and and you know making birds and so um to see mojo flush the bird and then eventually to see oak retrieve it um i mean there were months where we would we'd be texting each other about the progression of our bird dogs mm-hmm. and how did you handle this situation what did you do here and i had hunted with uh, oak one time but we never really got to do this you know mm-hmm. um and so to see that kind of come full circle was that was special That's so awesome. um that was that was a real moment right there sweet all right, Andrew. This is this is your baby. What uh, what will stick with you as a highlight? Um, I, I mean the the retrieve and and the cut corn was was fantastic. Like that's just that's just like that pure elation and emotion that you just you just can't fake. And those are like the special moments. They only happen a, a couple of times a season, mm. if that. Um, but since that, I'll go to Will. I mean, I I have the gift that keeps on giving. And that's that's something that I, I can't ignore, and that's all the GD burdocks that are stuck to my dog still. <laughs> um, so just seeing that little rugrat like come out of there, just mm. it's like, God, I love this dog. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be picking those up till two in the morning. No, it, it's no, but in all seriousness, like I just like the we've got eight hunters and ten dogs, and it's a circus and it's a gong show, and I mean that in the absolute best way. It's mm-hmm. so much fun, just seeing like so many people that are so passionate and so into upland hunting, also have such a good attitude about their dogs and like the reasons we're here, and we're we're here to have fun, and like keep that into perspective. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things in life that are so serious and that are, are worth stressing out about, like cutting your dogs loose and just like following them around and seeing what happens. Man, those are special moments. And fall is so fleeting. Like this, like we're already talking about snow. And mm. it's like just enjoy whatever moments you can. Like savor the laughs. Like savor the bad jokes. Like it's this is what we look forward to all year long. Like don't ignore it when you're in the moment. Like don't recognize it when it's already passed. Like yeah. be present. Like just put your phone down next time yeah put your phone down hit a dang bird <laughs> like it's this yeah exactly um so it's it's just it's just been a great start um we couldn't be happier yeah episode one in the books go to roosterroadtrip.org watch the video see the photo gallery check out all the content we're gonna keep rolling from here we've got iowa opening day opening weekend in our sites we got nebraska coming up after that um also want to give one additional shout out to onyx sponsor of on the wing podcast and they're running a promo right now uh use the code pfqf at onyxhunt.com and you get 20 percent off your onyx membership and they'll make an additional donation to Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever's Habitat Mission. they We've shouted them out a bunch of times. They've helped us create public lands, the Howard K. Vincent Wildlife Management Area, the new PATH program in South Dakota. So thank you to Onyx. Um, and finally, thanks again to all the Rooster Road Trip sponsors. Browning, 
Federal Ammunition, Rufflin Kennels, Apple Autos, Sound Gear, Garmin, Yeti, Iris Setter, and Leupold. Go check out roosterroadtrip.org, renew your membership, and uh, stay tuned. Next week, episode two, coming your way. And from Walkabout Bob, always follow that dog, right, Will? That's right. You might come back with a rooster that nobody heard. (laughs) Something good will rise, folks. Thanks for listening.